HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I do my show on the Heritage Radio Network because I think it's important to talk about the impact of technology on our lives. I do my show to reach home cooks and help them do better. I love getting together with people in the industry. I like hosting my show because, to me, it's the stories about people and their relationship to food that help make the food more interesting and more delicious. Our hosts do their shows as a labor of love, but we still need your financial support in order to keep the lights on and keep the tape rolling. Please become a member today at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Cloud Ride, the first vape juice with flavors created by a James Beard award-winning chef. For more information, visit cloudridevapor.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. I'm Southern Teague. And it seems like a really nice day in New York today, Man, right? Like we 77 got 77 and sunny. Yeah, we got through the 100 degree like thunderstorms. It's probably a good time to get out on the water, right? I think that's the plan of the day. That's a good thing that we have Kelly Farwell here today then from the water table. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you you have a boat. Are on the river uh-huh. with food. A vessel. A vessel. Yeah. So, a vessel, that's right. All right. We're going to talk about that uh, at depth. Get it? Because hey, yeah. Huh? We're talking oh about God. the water. Oh, Jesus. So you have this uh, World War II uh, like training vessel that you got a few years back, and you have a bar. You do tasting menu. Um, all while cruising around New York Harbor. Harbor. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. It's, it's a, a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun when everything, you know, once we're on the cruise, it's great. But there's a lot of work and prep to get everything ready. I can't um, even imagine. That's crazy. I mean, like, first thing that comes to mind, just being like an industry nerd. It's like, I mean, you must have like an offsite commissary where you do prep or do you do everything on the boat? We do everything on the boat. That's insane. With a yeah. space that's probably, I don't know, half this room. Yeah, I, I I was on the boat. I got to see the galley. It's definitely smaller than the studio that we're in, which is a, literally a closet. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. That's insane. I, it's not for everybody. We've gone through <laughs> maybe 10 people down there. and 
Oh, now I'm just doing it because it's easier. You, yeah, you, you can. Yell. I can handle it. I like it down there, yeah. but it's not for everyone. And you can yell at yourself, <laughs> and it's going to be okay. Yeah, if you need to. Wow. Okay. So, where did this idea come from? Like, what led you to this point? Like, what's your right. background? I want to hear all about it. Yeah, yeah. So, you and I used to work together mm-hmm. at Rye in Williamsburg, um, and then you were very into wine at the time. I think you talked about starting a wine distributor of your own. Right. And then I went my separate way to do a Maury Margo, and then I heard you've become a ship captain and you, you bought a boat. So I missed the bridge. What happened in the middle there? Uh, well, I started working for a distributor, um, a couple actually. And it was a great job, a great company. Um, but after a while, I just kind of felt like, is this it for me? You know, like the golden handcuffs were coming. I was making more money. I really liked my accounts. But I literally was waking up at 3 in the morning and thinking, you know, I'm in my 40s now. You know, this can't be it. <laughs> I'm in my 40s now. I should be a boat captain. Well, I should do something <laughs> that I feel like I'm where I should be. And I felt like I had exhausted the actual restaurant industry, even though I kind of own one now, um, in distribution. And I just really wanted to do my own thing, I guess. Yeah, it seems like you have. That's yeah. Definitely your thing. So, okay. so, what are the, like, name some of the steps that had to happen. First of all, did, as a kid, did you always want to be a boat captain? Like, where did that, no. that just, I'm going to, was this a freak out, kind of a meltdown? No, I wouldn't say it was that dramatic. <laughs> like, okay, not, not that dramatic, but like, it's like a cr- It wasn't no. born out of a crisis, no. I mean, it was born out of, for sure, like, what else is there, you sure. know? Um, and really taking the ferries was really inspirational because you see New Yorkers on the ferries and they're relaxed. They love it. They never go back to the subway. And uh, my wife and I were just thinking, like, why is there no boat for, like, Brooklyners or, sure. like, New Yorkers? Because there are a lot of those larger vessels out yeah. there that do the sort of crappy dining experience. Yeah, the booze crews. That's yeah, what yeah. they're geared to. And the food is sort of an afterthought. Right. Um, and, you know, we didn't really want to do anything big. Um, I had grown up with small boats. Um, and then the, one of the captains of the ferries, this is so ridiculous, but we had uh, our shih tzu. And ridiculous a, is all we do. <laughs> well, good. I'm in the right place. Um, we had our shih tzu in a tote bag, and the ferry captain saw it. And they like, came out of the wheelhouse and was like, look at the dog in the bag. Like, come into the wheelhouse. So we went in. And there was just all of this, like, equipment, radars, chart plotters. And I was like, how do you get this job? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to help you. You can be a captain. And you have to take a course. I mean, there's a ton of red tape. And then you need experience. So you go out and you get your sea time. I got sea time on those booze boats. And all I kept thinking is, if I did this, it wouldn't be this. Right. It would be, like, the opposite of this. And so my wife and I decided we're going to do a boat, and but we didn't have any money. But we were already looking at boats. We're like, <laughs> somehow we're going to make this work. So then we put a campaign on Indiegogo and raised almost twenty-seven grand, I guess. Wow. Yeah, still not a lot if you're wow. buying a boat, a commercial boat. Sure. Um, so we found this wood boat. And, of course, it, I know now why it was inexpensive, because it was 70 <laughs> years old and made of wood. Um, and it's a constant... Still floats. Yeah. And it's, you know, 
okay with the Coast Guard. Like, we had our COI, um, Certificate of Inspection, and I went up to see it in Boston, and it was really bare bones, and some pigeons flew out of the cabin, and I was like, this is the one. <laughs> this is our boat. I'm in love with the birdhouse boat. Yeah, it was like, birds are messengers, so maybe this is my message. But it is like, you have to get to a place where you don't think the work is going to end. Like, every week I would think, like, oh, we'll just get to this point, and it, you know... It that never that day never comes. No. Yeah. That never comes at the bar either. No, there's and, always more to learn. And I can't imagine yeah. if my bar was floating with a motor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once I sort of let go of that, everything became easier. You know, I stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep a little better. Yeah, sleep little, better. Yeah. Traded it for, like, maniacal laughter. So, yeah, just like, okay. It's so, just like, whatever. So you, you got this boat. You mm. fell in love with it mm-hmm. because of the birds. Um, it's <laughs> in big, Boston at the time. We still get birds. Yeah, it's in Boston. <laughs> they've nested there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's in Boston at the time, and mm-hmm. you say bare bones, meaning? Meaning there was, like, no water, no hot water, no electricity, no back doors. Um, it just... It was like a tour boat for kind of older people. Like, they really played up the military part of it. Because it's a retired military vessel, right? Right. Yeah. And a lot of senior citizens, and they just kind of plug around Boston Harbor and had bags of chips and cheap wine. So, it was... Quite an upgrade. Because I got to go on the boat, the vessel. Revolution, that's the name of the vessel. I got to go on this past weekend. It was amazing. Thank Um, you. It's really charming. It's well put together. um, And the service is great. Um, and you bill yourself as a tavern, was it, what does it say? A tavern on the water, on the water yeah. cruising New York Harbor. And that, I think Correct. that's exactly the experience that I had. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So talk about like what inspired the way you serve your food and drink. Like that took a lot of work. I mean, when you're doing it, you wanted to get out of the restaurant business and then you I built know. yourself a restaurant on, on a boat. <laughs> but you know what? I do so much of the boat stuff. It's almost like. The restaurant's kind of secondary, which it has to be. Like, if the boat's not... In yeah, a it's good, not floating. Yeah, there's no <laughs> restaurant. No one's coming, like, if it's not in a good place. Um, so there's no model for what we're doing, and that made it hard but exciting. It's like, okay, like, we can't really do anything wrong unless it's proven to us that it's wrong. And we had, you know, some rough early days. Like, we had high bars with stools that were round and... Oh, man. The wakes that that boat took, there was, like, wine flying all over the place, people <laughs> tipping over. <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's do everything on low benches. You know, think about how we're, we have to bolt everything down. Um, and then once we did that, we're kind of thinking about the food, like how, like, we go one, one cruise a night. So we have to make sure that we can pay the bills. So for what we charge, it was kind of like, well, what kind of format? We have to give them good food on top of the cruise. So then we decided it, we'd hold every night almost like a private event. There'd be three courses, all the apps come out together, all the entrees come and dessert. And it's not so far away from the original taverns where everybody ate together at the same sure. time. So That's great. I like the idea that like if by looking at the website like all your glassware is like Gibraltar rocks glasses, <laughs> yeah. which are low slung, exactly. <laughs> no also, stems also, also, you know, low center of gravity. Low exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. And the cocktails were great too. Um, you had a, in fact, I remember I, I was on there uh, with Natalie and I, I looked at the cocktail list and I said to her, 
this seems a pretty aggressive list, given yeah. it's how many? It's forty seats. Yeah, we can squeeze people in, but forty is sort of forty like, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And and then the cocktail list was pretty lengthy 13 yeah. 14 cocktails plus then a small list of just classics Negroni, yeah. margarita etc um one wow. dude cranking it all out for everybody kind of all at once especially when everyone boards the boat everyone wants a drink right away that's the toughest part like yeah. there's there's downtime but that one hit yeah that initial yeah flood. so the servers do their own beer and wine the bar just does cocktails and we you know our head um bartender mitch martinez he He's gone crazy with the cocktails. Like, we started just making classics, like, trying to figure out how to do this. Um, and then he started doing these infusions. Now he's making all the bitters at home, drying plums and stuff that we wanted to do from the beginning. But that went further and further down the list of what I realized we really needed to address. So now we're really happy that we can pay attention to those things. And I think the, the divvying up of responsibilities... And just like really like nailing your department, yeah, is also like well, it's it's a lot like you know your crew on the ship too. You know, it's like For everyone's sure. got their. I think it's job. more so on the boat. You know, you gotta like you can blur those lines a little bit at the bar, but I think you've really got to nail your section. Yeah, yeah. when you're For in sure. such tight quarters and everyone's got something to do. Yeah, because like those guys weren't standing still. You say no. you say there's downtime. I don't think there was much. The, no, the bartender was never stopped moving when I was on the boat. The servers were buzzing around constantly. Yeah. Then out came the food. Like, plus the people. We all we all got up. We want to go up on the upper deck and yeah. look at the city. And you know, it's right at sunset. It's a sunset cruise. Amazing. And then you have the marine crew that comes in. Right. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask about those guys. Are they yeah. are they part of your team? Or are they? Yeah. Yeah. They're my guys. So we're, they're always uh, on your boat. They're always on my boat. We keep the boat in New Jersey. That's where they all live. Um, and Captain Hanera Vasquez, his wife works on the boat, his son works on the boat, his son friend Selvio works on the boat, his girlfriend Chelsea sure. works on the boat. Family so it's business. like a big family. And you can't pay people to care, but everybody does more than they need to. And for the deckhands, what they do is so dangerous. Like sometimes they're leaping like 10 feet off the boat onto the barge to tie that thing up. And there's no one in the harbor that can do that job. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything you can do to keep the business afloat. Hey. Oh, man. Yeah. The, the nautical <laughs> jokes just keep coming. Oh, there's going to be a lot more. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking so forward been, to those. I'm sitting over here quietly going, like, uh, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, do you carry, like, <laughs> I don't care. like anchor hey, it's on gin? You. <laughs> or <laughs> All the anchor distilling products. <laughs> so, I mean, really, the Marine crew is, like, a really tight family because you literally have your lives in each other's hands handling that boat. Sure. So one wrong move and they fall off the barge, they're going to get crushed. So it's, when you think about those things, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, seriously. It's a pretty sobering thought. Yeah. I mean, as a captain, like, that's what you always have to be thinking about and looking after them. Um, so that's why I'm saying, like, with the restaurant part of it, it's just, like, simple compared to that. Like, just making sure, like, now I do the food. So I know it's going to come out the way it should. And then I don't have to worry about that. It's, you know. Well, you, but even that, you showed me your galley. Mm. You're, when you said bare bones before, I saw that galley. You're doing a, The food was great and Thank beautiful you. and well presented. And then I went down to the galley and was like, holy cow. <laughs> you did all this with so little equipment and so little yeah. space. And you did it all, all at once. Yeah. And so little ventilation. 
And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so little stillness. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, don't forget. We're on the water. Everything's yeah. moving. I mean, you'll have all your plates, and then you'll take a wake, and everybody is just like... Yeah spreading in front of the counter hoping you don't lose everything <laughs> because that's all you have i didn't notice are there lips on the table down there so that stuff can't slide off yeah, yeah of course yeah we Amazing. learned that the hard way <laughs> <laughs> man that's cool um so we're going to take a quick break and we get back we'll continue talking about the water table with our fan kelly <laughs> from the ocean <laughs> from the ocean <laughs> Let's talk about one of our newest sponsors here on Heritage Radio. There's a new company called CloudRide E-Liquid. It's uh, different oils made for vaporizers that uh, I don't even vape. So, I, and but I will tell you this: uh, it's pretty interesting. The company that's just started they uh, they have a James Beard award-winning chef that came up with different color or <laughs> color uh, flavor uh, combinations and. Like some of them are really kind of there's like the smoky oak one that's uh, done with like brown sugar and oak. There's one that's uh, like a pina colada. It's like it's like a cocktail kit for your lungs, I guess. Um, so uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, they smell awesome. During this week, we're gonna find a vaporizer and we're gonna test these things out. Uh, we might even have to like we, you know what? We're all mixologists here. We can like mix different uh, oils together. Good idea, right, Souther? It sounds great. <laughs> hey, scientists created by chefs and and tested by scientists. That's that's some credentials. So one white coat to another white coat, indeed. Chef coat to a, a lab coat. But uh, yeah, check, uh, check them out. It's uh, uh, now, now the studio just smells like the craziest like vape oil. It smells delicious. <laughs> so the website's cloudridevapor dot com. If you want to check it out, you can get a twenty percent off. Uh, of your purchase with the code SPEAK on the website when you go to buy them. Uh, anyway, check them out. CloudRideVapor.com And we are back. <laughs> you are listening to the Speakeasy, and today we have our friend Kelly from The Water Table, uh, an awesome boat that's been around for well, the boat's been around since World War II. Correct. Um, but the water table's been around for three and a half seasons. Exactly. So far. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we were talking a little bit before, like right before the break, about the uh, the expediting situation <laughs> and like the room and the galley and the galley yeah. and the crew and everything. <clears throat> it's yeah, and you said you know it's you you literally have like each other's lives in your hands because you're on a fucking boat. Exactly. And anything could go really wrong. I, my oh, problem yeah. is like I go to Cocktail Kingdom, I can't figure out if I want a silver bar spoon or a gold bar spoon. Gunmetal black. And or a gunmetal. <laughs> Been looking for that for 8 years. Finally happened. Um inspired by you. Yeah, man. Uh so yeah, the scale is really like you could be down there. Like as a captain, you're down there you're still managing the boat and the bartender comes down looking for an ice pick and I'm just like figure it out you know like (laughs) right so I go fishing a lot out on out of Sheepshead Bay Mm -hmm. on the Maryland Gene 4 and uh, I've the only 
thing that I've ever eaten on that boat is like raw fish. They start getting like yeah. we're scaling them and, and mm-hmm. playing them, or like mixed nuts or something like that. So you do um, beef jerky probably too. That's I, I take no. ten sardines when I go fishing. I think it's it seems appropriate. Yeah, yeah, that's sardines good. and crackers. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I usually just drink a bunch of Budweiser Tallboys too. Of course. Yeah, it may be a little Dramamine. I'll eat Dramamine. <laughs> that's that's the number one. That's like the amuse amuse bouche for my boat rides. Um, so when you serve dessert, mm. I, I was just wondering, you don't make anything with banana in it, do you? Uh, not currently. Cause it's that old, there's that old, uh, it's superstition. bad luck or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Having a banana on a boat. There's tons of superstition. I'm, really? Yeah. I've not, yeah. So, I heard that on too. boats. I've never heard that in my life. Yes. Yeah. You're not supposed to have bananas on a boat because, uh, apparently spiders are attracted to them. That's one of the things. Also, like if a like if a peel is on the deck, and you're walking by slippery and you situation. On. Yeah. Oh gosh. Wow. <laughs> Both of you now. Oh man. Uh, sorry. That was that's just something that I thought of. Like yeah. From, I didn't t- know that either, and someone brought it to my attention. I think because there was a banana kind of taking a turn uh, on the helm, and they and you can see from, I mean, the cabin. Like everybody can see in there. We have sliding doors, but. A lot of times I keep them open just so I can listen to what's happening. Yeah. So somebody saw the banana and brought it to my attention. I said, it's been around for a while and we've been fine. I've never heard that. Did you, you didn't, so there's, so your bartender's not making any banana daiquiris or, or whatever. And I love Whatever people do with bananas too. I love banana in a cocktail. And you could probably have banana Brazil. That doesn't count. That's not a banana. You can have the Jafar banana. It's the actual banana that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. There are all kinds of like signs on boats. With the, uh, like, there'll just be a banana with a yellow, uh, or sorry, the banana and then a red circle with a hash through it. No bananas. Yeah. We no don't, bad there's word. nothing really cheesy on our boat. It's all out of necessity, for yeah. sure. So, uh, going back to, you were talking about, like, you know, uh, the bar. Mm-hmm. So, what is the setup behind the bar? Because, I mean, like, just talking about the galley, I mean, the bar must be kind of set up, kind of stripped down as well. I mean, you guys obviously don't have an ice machine on the, the boat. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be great. That would be insane. That's the thing. When you leave the dock, you better make sure that you have Everything. bottled water, ice. We've been down that road, and yeah. uh, nobody I mean, nobody you, needs that panic. When you sure, you described dock. it earlier, and I think pretty aptly. It's basically a nightly catered event. Pretty much. So you have yeah. to remember everything. When I do catered events, it's like I bring every I bring everything down to. to fucking hand towels. Like, we... We don't go into an event without everything because if yeah. you get there and they say, "Oh, we all we have all that," and when you arrive and they don't have any of that, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's always a list, and we all kind of keep track of it. But now and then, we run out, and it's just like, "All right, what do we do? What do we do? What can we work with?" You right. know. Yeah. But the bar itself is, you know, I, it's I, generous I, in I, size. I was really. about to say, I hate to say spacious, but <laughs> compared to my bar, it's generous, <laughs> generous in size for sure. Um, so it seemed like you had plenty of room over there. Yeah. And he was working pretty efficiently. It's, it's kind of a U-shaped with, bar that's almost just exactly around him. It's very yeah. tight. It's not it's like, like a little um, kennel back there. Yeah. He could literally, he was surrounded on three sides by bar, and then mm-hmm. behind him was a wall. Um, and he was moving really efficiently and, and quickly. Yeah. Like, the drinks came out fast. Yeah, we have, nice. uh, like, I don't know if it's eight speed rails, and a lot of that has to do with keeping <laughs> everything from, like, rolling down the floor, yeah. which used to happen. Um <laughs> I love the the figure it out as we go nature of this oh, yeah. endeavor. You can have all kinds of plans, but it really shows you what it's going to be. Yeah, and you just have to have like a compromise with it. 
Yeah, you don't want to fucking battle with the sea, man. Yeah, the sea will always win. Oh, That's man. a losing battle. The good thing <laughs> is a lot of people drink a lot. So when things would happen, like, I'd be downstairs and I'd just hear this boom and, like, stuff rolling down the floor. And nobody really seemed to care. I mean, it was <laughs> <laughs> something I had to address as a business owner. But um, I was happy to hear the laughter. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the very nature of the vessel and being on a boat... And, you know, especially as New Yorkers, you know, living in New York City, we, it's, as you mentioned before, it's very relaxing. But also it's like, well, we know that probably everything isn't going to be perfect. Right. Because we're in, we're in, you know, now we're just a dot afloat in a, in a big body of water. Yeah. We're not like in downtown Manhattan. Hanging right. Hanging out. Yeah. Bottle hits the floor to Mori Margo, everybody freaks out. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. just it. And I think <laughs> or, for us, it's mm-hmm. like... It's a very raw space. Like, there's nothing um, contrived. Like, we don't have the same, um, what is it, Myers soap as everybody else. Sure. And, like, those weird filament light bulbs. We don't have those. Um, the sawdust in the corner is real. We <laughs> from, probably, when you, from when you drill the hole in the wall like or something. <laughs> stuffing some insulation into a corner on the way over. Um, and I think that, from my understanding, like, New Yorkers really like that. I think there's something that is real about it that people appreciate. Sure. That's what it seems like. That's why people go upstate, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the rustic nature of, <laughs> of our surroundings outside of the city and out of the water. You know, it's, yeah. it really sucks when you go to a place like, like, like going to New Orleans and yeah. then you see like a brand new, like Pinkberry or some yeah. shit like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Subway sandwiches in New Orleans kill me. That yeah. town is the home of the Muffaletta and the Po' Boy, and yet there's a subway on every fucking corner. Yeah. yeah. It's, an, it's, it's scary. Nerve wracking. It makes you feel like it's on its way out like a, once they like, start spreading. It's like a Domino's pizza in New York. Like, yeah. this is the home of pizza. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And plus, I would trust a, a boat from 1944 that's been floating on the water the whole time than like a brand new, like, you know, like sea do or something. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when we got that boat, I time tested. Yeah. Yeah. The first time we dry docked it, like the, the chime, which is the shape of the belly that's under the water is really round. So you have to be a good boat handler to keep everybody in their seats because it really wants to rock. And when we took it out of the water, uh, it's 66 feet by 18. And I hand scraped that entire hull myself and all i kept thinking is like this is this is my shift now with this boat like i gotta keep this thing together and i kind of felt like i had a deal with that boat where it's like you show up for me and i'll take care of you and that's pretty much what's happened it's beautiful man that's really cool like you know we have our problems at the bars but the bottom line is we're not adrift if, if the engine shuts down. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not yeah. hailing the Coast Guard for a tow. No, you, yeah. you never want to be in that position. It's like <laughs> fruit flies versus barnacles. Yeah. yeah. When we first got the boat, actually, there was a you big You can win leak. against barnacles. Yeah, there, there, there was a big leak in the, um, the labs, which is the back compartment when we first got it. And there were actually live mussels back there that we dug out. And it was like... Appetizers for the first cruise. Yeah. T- time to get a pump and get this water out of here. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm learning so much more nautical terminology. Yeah. Just for the show. I, even between like my stupid puns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what the last was. So yeah. you sail four nights a week. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Exactly. From I don't even, I don't remember where I got on the boat. Uh, the India Street, <laughs> Gre- <laughs> uh, the Greenpoint Pier that the East River ferries use on India Street. India Street, right? Yeah. Um, and you're on. You're, you can reserve, obviously, open table or, or yeah. directly. Or is that the only way? That's well. You can call, but I always recommend people to go online because. It's rare that I can actually pick the phone up and talk to people. Sure. Um, it was hard getting you in here. You guys actually got uh, Diner's Choice from Open Table. Yeah. Oh, we were pretty excited Congrats. about that. Yeah. Thank you. The food was great. I, Thanks. And again, I was the food became better because, well, I was on a boat. That was cool. <laughs> also, it became better when I saw... Galley. <laughs> the galley, which was just like people I have can't no idea. You produced this when people nitpick food. at me. I'm just like, if you only knew what we had, you know, like right. which is very very little. Right, so you have to get creative. Um, and the cost currently is eighty five for dinner, eighty five for the three course menu and the cruise uh, Thursday through Saturday, and then it's fifty five for the Sunday cruise which is like a, we call it sunday supper which is mm-hmm. a thing in new england um and it's more sunset at this time you know of the year so that tends to fill up and people really show up pre-gamed for that like that is a, <laughs> that is a party cruise for sure nice yeah well cool um we're at the end of the show um well 30 it, minutes flies by it does it really does especially. sailed right past us oh, oh wow damn <laughs> so the the website is thewatertablenyc.com uh-huh. you can check it out there you can make reservations you can read all about the the place and and check out the menu and read more about our friend kelly here uh but i think and go get some great food and great cocktails in an amazing setting like yeah. you you're on a boat like everything is better on a boat yeah i was gonna say <laughs> Best to just go out there. Just go to the website to know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then make a reservation and go there. Yeah, Figure it out right. on your own. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did want to ask, though, do you sail all year? Our season is April through the second week of December. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What do you do? As with- long as the weather's okay. I mean, we used to try to go all the way, and then when ice is out there. No fun. Yeah, no. We can't, <laughs> we can't compete with the ice. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound fun. No. Um, so what... Uh, before we wrap up, what do you do with the rest of your time? I mean, obviously there's maintenance on the recover. boat. Recover. Yeah, recover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a couple of years ago, I, I broke my ribs on the boat, so it was nice to have that break to actually rest up. Um, this past season, I got a little part-time job at a wine store, which didn't even feel like work. Sure. It felt like something I went and did for a few hours that I got paid for. Right. Um, <laughs> right. After helming a ship, it's like, eh. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's very rigorous on this your body. This is a rosé from 1974. Yeah, it's like, just buy it. <laughs> You'll love it. Just buy it. <laughs> you picked it up. You obviously want it. Just yeah, let's just it. get this done. Um, next week's show, we have Ryan Maybe from J. Rieger Company uh, coming up from Kansas. Uh, he's going to talk to us about his signature whiskey, which is has a very unique property. Um, I won't reveal it now. We'll talk about it then. He's also got a gin and a vodka, and the vodka's pretty cool, too. It's called Left for Dead. Uh, <laughs> and he reaches out to local brewers, and he gathers up their expired or excess beer, and he distills that fermentation into vodka that would have been left for, left for dead. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. I got a bottle of his whiskey in my, my cabinet at, at Grand Army. And we're also going to talk him into doing a happy hour at Grand Army right after the show. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's easy to sway. Yeah. That fella. Maybe. Cool. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. 
All right. Well, that's it for the speakeasy this week. Kelly, thank you again for coming on the show. Can't no, wait to check pleasure. out the boat. It's going to be just. I, I, I'm really glad that Souther got to go uh, last weekend, so we could talk about it righteously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, Kelly, for coming on the show. I uh, can't wait to check out the water table nyc dot com. Thank you. And yeah, go out there as soon as you possibly can. Um, Souther, that's it, right? That's it, man. All right, let's get out of here. Till next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the air. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.